You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, I hope that you are having a fantastic week. If you are listening to the podcast on schedule, uh, you're hearing this on Wednesday. And so we are gathering tonight for discipleship groups, for children's ministry, for our youth ministry. Uh, I hope that you're able to make it. Can't wait to see you tonight for our family dinner and, of course, for for our discipleship opportunity. Uh, A little promotion, I think, is in order. On March 25th, which is a Wednesday night, we're going to launch our Financial Peace University course. I'm very excited that we're able to offer that again. We've taught Financial Peace several times over the years, and it's just one of those courses that people in the church say thank you, and other people in the church say, I could not take it this go-round. Please offer it again. So here it comes, March 25th, Financial Peace. I hope that you'll be a part of that. Uh, These days, it's seems like an awful lot of us are in a tough spot where our finances are totally in control of us and financial peace is there for you so that we can learn to take control of our finances. The key idea there is that once we learn to govern our resources, we can use them for the Lord and to bless other people and we'll find some freedom. So I hope you can be a part of financial peace. Shifting gears, today's podcast is a devotion from Matthew chapter 6 and this is a peculiar little text. I absolutely love it. I've loved it ever since understood it better. And so I want to read to you this passage where Jesus teaches us in the Sermon on the Mount a peculiar little teaching about how the eye is the lamp of the body. And it's actually a teaching about becoming generous, like setting ourselves free from a jealous or covetous disposition uh, and giving us the freedom from the inside out uh, to be generous and gracious to people. So let me explain how we get there. First, I'll read, I'll read the text. In Matthew chapter 6, I'm reading verse 22 and verse 23. Jesus said this, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy or good, in Greek, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, and in Greek the word is uh, evil or bad, but if your eyes are unhealthy, evil or bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is the darkness? What a peculiar uh, little teaching from Jesus. All right, the first thing that I want us to understand is that this passage is sandwiched right in between two teachings about generosity. So a good Bible study principle for all of us when we're studying the scriptures at home or with a small community of believers is that we need to let the the verses around our verse help us understand uh, what's what the thought that's being developed really is. So we need to let context inform us. In verse 19 to 21, Jesus teaches us not to store up treasures on earth, but to store up treasures in heaven. Because where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So that's the teaching right before the eyes of the lamp of the body. Well, the teaching right after the eyes of the lamp of the body, verse 24, Jesus very point blank says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Point blank, point blank very clear teaching against uh, not just the love of money, but idolatry and the worship of money. So, 
This teaching about the eye being the lamp of the body, it's right between two teachings about our resources. The first one, storing up treasures in heaven. The last one, don't don't worship money. You can't serve God and money. So right in the middle is this weird teaching about the eye being the lamp of the body. Okay, so what on earth is going on here? Uh, two things that you need to know for the background. Um, the first thing is where where. Where Jesus talks about this bad eye or this evil eye, uh, there's a, a, a commonly held belief in the ancient world. And in fact, if you Google this today, you'll find that it's still prevalent in the region around the Mediterranean and parts of the Near East. This idea of the evil eye is that uh, sometimes, and this is a very superstitious idea, but it's the idea that certain people have this power called the evil eye. That if they look on a person with covetousness or jealousy, they can actually cast curses on you. Sometimes people might be practicing witchcraft or sorcery in order to do that. Or in other places, it's just simply the evil connotation that comes along with covetousness and jealousy. But this this idea of the evil eye. And so people want to protect themselves from the glance of the evil eye. They don't want to fall under the curses um, of people who may be afflicted with demons or empowered with the witchcraft to cast the evil eye. And that sounds very superstitious for us, but I'm serious. If you Google this this afternoon, you'll see that it really is something that, that people actually um, have thought for a long, long time in certain parts of the world. All right, well, that may not make much sense to us, but I think I can transfer this in a way that does. So while we don't have a superstitious belief about the evil eye, in other words, we don't imagine that somebody is walking on the sidewalk and looks at you um, and sees your life or, or possessions or happy children or anything like that and can cast the evil eye on you and in their jealous or covetous look, uh, they might even be able to, to cast a curse towards you, uh, maybe even empowered by a demon or evil spirit in order to, to accompany that. We don't believe that, but here's something that we do still recognize. You know, we recognize that, that when you look at a, at a person, this is not 100% true, I know that, but when you look at a person, sometimes you'll look at a person um, and you just don't trust them and you, and you cannot explain why, but you just, you might walk away and say, I don't know, there was just, I looked in their eyes and there was just something I don't know. There was something there. I didn't trust him. On a more positive note, you know, maybe when you, if you've ever, you know, if you, for married couples out there, maybe when you fell in love, you can remember saying, oh, I just, you know, I just stared into her eyes and, you know, I was just enamored by the spark in her eyes. So that seems like a silly idea as if the eyes are a window into the soul, you know, of a person, but it's a commonly held thing that we sort of, without questioning, even think about. All right, well, if you put that together, um, in the ancient world, people didn't necessarily understand that light was reflecting off of objects and traveling into our eye where the optic nerve processes the reception of light and creates images on our retina that's transferred to our brain. They, they didn't know that. But they did know that when you looked at a person, you could see sort of a spark in their eye. And so, you know, some people even believe that maybe the, the early theories of, of vision you know, were related to something coming out of a person's eye to catch a glimpse. But what we all kind of understand, even even while while some of these ideas are 
kind of difficult for us to process in the modern world. What is very easy to understand is that we do still believe it. Sometimes you can look at a person's eyes and decide if you trust them or not, right? Some people sort of have this greedy look in their eye. Some people have this uh, spark of generous, uh, of generosity or kindness in their eye, right? So, Let's go back to the teaching of Jesus equipped with this idea that maybe the eyes are sort of a window into the soul. And in the ancient world, there was even this superstitious belief about an evil eye, about a spell or curse that could be cast by a covetous person. So let's start with the second verse, verse 23. So Jesus said, but if your eyes are unhealthy, that is evil or bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And so it's almost as if Jesus is saying, if If you walk about with the evil eye, with this bitter, covetous, jealous, greedy glance, if you look at all the things on the earth and want them to be yours, remember he just taught about don't store up treasures on earth. He's about to teach about not serving, trying to serve God and money. So if you walk about with this evil eye that sees everything and wishes it was yours or wants it for yours or looks with um, disdain on somebody else's blessings or pleasure, if you walk about this earth with these covetous evil eyes, it's a window into a dark soul. So if your eyes are dark, how dark is the darkness within you? Uh, In other words, I can see through that covetous eye that inside you there is a dark and empty pit. Your whole body will be full of darkness. So he said then, if the light within you is darkness, how great is the darkness? In other words, if the spark in your soul, you know, if the light that should be in there is darkness, there's only darkness. Well, the, the, the converse was the preceding verse, verse 22, where Jesus said, the eye is the lamp of the body. It's the lamp of the body in that, um, not, not so much in that it's allowing light into the body, which, you know, we understand that by by basic physics right now, but that's not what Jesus was interested in. Not that the eyes are bringing light into us, but rather a light shining outward. It's the the lens or the lamp through which the spark of a person can shine outward. It's a, a window that I can see what's in there. So if the eyes, if the window to your soul are shining outward and there's light coming out from inside you, um, then your whole body will be full of light. So the word that's used there for a good eye, if your eyes are good, is uh, a word that can mean healthy, and it can also mean generous. It's almost as if Jesus is describing a person whose treasures are in heaven. They're free of greed. They're not trying to worship God and money. Their soul is set right, and now they're free to walk about the earth with eyes that reflect generosity and kindness. And these are the kind of people that Jesus wants to have in his kingdom and following him. So, the eye is the lamp of the body. It lets us have an opportunity to see what is shining from the inside out. And God changes us from the inside out. So I'm just asking, when you look in the mirror, are you looking at eyes today that are covetous, that are dissatisfied, jealous, or greedy? Or are you looking back at a set of eyes that show that there is light on the inside? Somebody changed from the inside out. A set of eyes that are generous and kind and good. So Jesus teaches us about kingdom people who are so generous you can see it in their eyes. And I pray that as we walk about and people look at us today, that they will see the members of Carterville Baptist Church scattered on mission with generous and kind eyes. God bless you. I can't wait to see you tonight at church.